spiritual warriors. Welcome back to War in the Spirit podcast. This is Faith Cawthon Green, and we are back for a brand new episode of War in the Spirit, and it's a brand new season. You know, I know it's been a while since I've consistently podcasted, but God just kind of set me down for a little while. I aired a, a special edition a couple weeks ago, but he woke me up at like four o'clock this morning and said, get up. I got something to say. So here we are. You are tuning in to season number seven, episode number one of War in the Spirit entitled Broken Buildings. So as I was kind of laying in the bed this morning, and like I said, at four o'clock, God gave me a vision. And the vision was of like a, a burger patty and it had cheese on top of it. There was no bread and it was coming out of a VCR. And I was like, God, what in the world do you want me to know about this? Like, what does this mean? And it made me think about an old vision. Like, think about a VCR, right? It's outdated. We don't really use that technology anymore. It's slower. It uh, doesn't have as much clarity. And so what God was saying to me is too many people are operating off of an old vision trying to get fast food. So, you know, too many of us have, have gotten a vision or an idea from God and instead of continuing to seek God for what we're supposed to do with it, we've just decided that we've got the clear picture and we've run with it, trying to get to a fast dollar, trying to get to fast success, trying to get to fast influence, to fast power. But see, that kind of food doesn't nourish the body. And when I talk about the body, it makes me think about the body of Christ. When you're trying to get to fast food, just trying to make a dollar, just trying to advance yourself, just trying to get some influence or some notoriety or some power or some validation, that does not nourish the body of Christ. It, it just takes up space. It, it fills you up. Think about fast food. It, it fills you up. It takes up space, but it doesn't really have any nourishing value to your body. And, and it's, it's not based. This, this burger didn't have any bread. And it made me think about not being based in the word of God, not being based in what God is telling you to do with it, not being based in how God is telling you to build it. And when I when I think about a VCR, like I said, it, it made me think about clarity. Like you think about how how far we've come from when we use VCRs and VHS tapes before where um you know, we, we didn't have high def TVs and 4K and 8K and, and UHD and all this different technology. We didn't have streaming and digital platforms and all of this stuff. So the, the, the vision that God gave you now has no clarity. It has no advancement, no direction, no forward movement, no purpose. It's simply outdated. Why? Because you're not consistently going to God about what to do with that vision that he's given you. And what do we do with outdated things? Well, 
Either we recycle or repurpose them or we throw them away, right? And that's exactly what God is doing. You see, that that stale bread, that, that old vision, that old technology that's not up to date and not in tune with what the kingdom is doing and how God is moving right now because you haven't sought him for the instruction. See, that thing that he gave you, you are no longer coming to him about, that you're no longer seeking him for guidance on. You see, it's stale. And and e- either either you see that it's stale and you come back to him for guidance or he's going to repurpose it through someone else. So either he's going to repurpose it through someone else, he's going to take it away from you and give it to somebody else, or he's going to repurpose it through you because you're going to come back to him and ask him what he desires for you to do with it. It's simple. See, the thing is, God does not need our help. We think, oh, God gave me this thing. He needs me to build it. He don't need you to build that. See, when God gives us things to do, he gives us things so that we can be in co-laboring with the kingdom, so that we can become kingdom builders along with him, so that we can tap into our true inheritance, into our true prosperity. But we get all high and mighty like, oh, I had this great idea. (laughs) And we decide I'm going to run with it. So let's look at this. Matthew 6, 5 through 13 says, and when you pray, you are not to be like hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they will be seen by people. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. But as for you, when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you are praying, do not use thoughtless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. So so do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. And, you know, this made me think about just like I was saying, a vision that we we take and run with and we're like, oh, I want everybody to see me. I want everybody to see what I'm building. I want everybody to see what God, what God gave me to build. But but sometimes it's it's you're supposed to be like the, the clock builder in the back room, just tinkering away at what God has given you. You don't always need to be seen because there's a time in a place, in a season when what you've been building is supposed to be exposed. You see, you, you're not supposed to be like the Gentiles and, 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 and the world trying to build for notoriety and so that you can be seen and out in the forefront. For your father knows what you need. And when the time comes, he will provide it. And then verse nine says, pray then in this way, our father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, 
your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. You see, if you want to be a kingdom builder, God is giving you the blueprint for how you need to posture your heart. Our father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. His name needs to be above everything, above you and your name and whatever name you want to put on the thing that you think that God has given you to build. Are you putting the name on it that he gave you or are you putting your name on it so that you can get the glory? Are you putting your stamp of approval on it? Or are you putting his stamp of approval on it? You see, verse 10 says, your kingdom come, your will be done. See, that thing that he is building, he gave it to you. He, he gave you the idea so that his kingdom can be manifest on the earth, so that his will can be done through you on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. See, give us this day our daily bread means every day. You need to come back and you need to get that bread every day so your bread ain't stale. Every day you need a fresh bread. You know, when you go to a bakery, they're baking bread every day fresh. You think that God ain't holding you to the same standard every day. You need to be baking a fresh or seeking a fresh word from God, getting your daily bread posturing your heart before him to understand that that thing that he's given you to build is his and not your own and that you better be going to him to seek what needs to be done so let's look at Exodus chapter 16 verse 4 and this is where it talks about when God sent manna from heaven it says then the Lord said to Moses behold I will rain bread from heaven for you and the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day so that they so that I may test them whether or not they will walk in my instruction. You see, God rained down an idea, a vision, manna from heaven for you. Daily bread, right? And he's been testing you to see if you will follow his instructions to not be a hoarder and gather that thing up and keep it for yourself. Whatever he's given you resources, whether it's provision, it's supposed to be for the storehouse, whether it's a vision, it's supposed to be for the storehouse. It's supposed to be for the kingdom. So if you are gathering it up and you are holding on to it and you haven't released it to God or surrendered it to God or sought him for what he desires for you to do with it, you ain't following his instruction. And then we look at what happens when he rains the manna down and the children of Israel don't follow his instruction. This is Exodus chapter 16, verses 19 and 20. It says, Moses said to them, no one is to leave any of it until morning. But they did not listen to Moses. And some left part of it until morning. And it bred worms and stank. And Moses was angry with them. You see, eventually stale bread molds, 
and it breeds worms and it breeds bugs and it becomes rotten because it's God that breathes that fresh word, that fresh instruction, that new life that keeps it in step with what he is doing that makes sure that it doesn't become outdated, that makes sure it doesn't become stale, that makes sure it doesn't rot, that the canker worms can't come and eat it up because anything that's of the world, the canker worms can gobble up. But see, God ain't going to let anything that his kingdom builders are building be destroyed if you are building it truly for him and not for you, for his glory and not for your glory, in his way and not in your way. So are you going to let what you've been building rot? Are you going to leave it behind for the worms to get in it? Let's look at Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 and 2. And it says, now it shall be if you diligently obey the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments, which I am commanding you today, that the Lord your God will put you high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings will come to you and reach you if you obey the Lord your God. See how many times he says, if you obey, it's a reminder. Hey, if you obey, hey, let me remind you. Yeah, I'm gonna bless you, but only if you obey. Hey, hey, diligently obey these commands I give you this day. See, what you did yesterday and last week and last month, that's cool. But that obedience ain't going to keep moving you forward today. If today you decide you're going to be disobedient, then you're out of position. Then you take yourself out of contingency for the blessing. See, you can convince yourself that you've been in the church and you've been serving for 20 years. But if you ain't in position today, you have now disqualified yourself. See, God will see that that vision you got is stale, that you aren't doing anything with it or or that you aren't seeking him for what to do with it. And he will take it from you and give it to somebody else to repurpose it. See, because God is going to get the job done regardless. That vision he gave you wasn't just for you to have something to do. It was to accomplish a purpose in the kingdom. It wasn't just for you. There are other people's lives, purposes, and salvation attached to it. So if you won't pick it up and keep it fresh by seeking God for how to do so and how to stay in tune with what he is doing and co-laboring with him to accomplish his will, then he is going to hand it over to somebody else who will. Again, like I said before, he don't need your help. He gives us visions and purpose to allow us the opportunity to be a part of his kingdom, to tap into our true inheritance and to experience the true prosperity of God in our lives. Because, see, you know, when you think of an inheritance, a worldly inheritance, we, we think of money, we, we think of stuff. But see, your inheritance in the kingdom is not stuff. It's not money. It's a wealth. It's a richness of his spirit. It's a richness of his wisdom, of his knowledge, because 
on those things, you can continue to build and receive the, the physical provisions that you need in the earth. Your inheritance is something that is going to continue to give. It's not going it's not something that's going to run out. But see, too many of us are too busy chasing the bag that we're missing the inheritance. You 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 settled for that that short-term check, that that immediate reinforcement for what you're doing and God, meanwhile, God is trying to get you to play the long game. God, God is trying to get you to see that there's something beyond that. What you can see. That he can see far beyond what you think you're building. Too, too many of us have been aimlessly building towers to ourselves with no other purpose than to glorify self and receive the validation and notoriety from the world. Well, see, those towers are about to be demolished in keeping with building something for the kingdom. And I don't know how many times I have to say this or how many more ways I can say it. I've been talking about this for years and, and feel like I've, I'm blue in, in my face talking about it. I feel like I've been giving so many warnings. But to put it simply, get in line or get left behind. See, because the kingdom of God is progressive, just like technology. If you don't remain in tune with the advancement of how things are moving forward, you'll look up and what you're building will be obsolete, of no value to God or to his kingdom, just like that VCR in my vision. See, because they aren't even making... <laughs> current material that can work in that mode of vision. Therefore, the system is obsolete. See, you've been operating under a system of the world that God has deemed obsolete. Thinking that you've got a clear vision and, and, and God is looking at it and is like, this looks real blurry. This has no clarity, no direction, no understanding, no knowledge, no wisdom. It is not inspired. It is stale. Think, think about this as, as the kingdom going digital and you still carrying around VHS tapes. <laughs> See, the beauty of, of digital and streaming is you can pick it up and take it wherever you want to go, wherever God sends you. When, when you got VHS tapes, you got baggage. You, you got to carry that physical tape along with you and you're limited in what you can view. Why? Because you only got enough room to carry so much stuff. But see, when you go digital, when you empty yourself out and you receive what God is trying to show you, then the infilling is infinite. It is limitless. Think of these VHS tapes as an old idea, tradition, the way you used to understand for things to be or for things to be done. Well, guess what? God is constantly moving things forward. And if you can't remain in step, then you will be left behind. Think about older generations of people and how they've resisted the advancement of technology and how difficult it is for them to get things done in this new technological age. I know many of us have at least one in our family. 
Someone who wants to hold on to the old way, who gripes and grumbles about the fact that things are changing and why everything got to be so technological and who, who takes issue or is afraid of the new way because they don't trust it. Meanwhile, every time they need to do something or accomplish something as simple as send an email or a text message, they're fumbling through buttons, fussing about the old days and cursing this new technology. <laughs> Mine is my mom drives me crazy no matter how many times i show her how to do something on her smartphone she still doesn't remember how to do it the next time not because she can't but because she hasn't embraced that things have advanced past the old way of doing things and that she now needs to commit to learning the new way and see, many of us are the same. We've, we've settled into tradition. We've settled into ideas of how we think things are supposed to be accomplished, of how we think that something is supposed to be built, of how we think that something needs to be done. But God is moving stuff forward. He's like, mm, that's the old way. Now I need you to come on into this digital age. And I know that that's how you that's how the church was built before. That's that's how I operated before. That's that's what I did before. But but I'm but I'm still moving forward. I, I'm, I'm still bringing a fresh word. There's a there's a fresh wind blowing and you are still holding on to the old way. And you are struggling to embrace the new of what I'm doing because you still trying to hold on to the old way because you've convinced yourself that that's still how it's supposed to be done. You know why? Because you haven't sought him. Too many of us are the same when it comes to God. We think we have him and his word all figured out. But in reality, it's ever shifting and new life and new visions are constantly being breathed into it so that it remains fresh as God progresses us forward. And that is why it's so important to be in tune and connected with God. This is why you can't just read the words in the Bible. But you must allow the Holy Spirit to interpret for you so that you know how to apply it to your life in a very relevant and personal way. You see, this is why you can't just take the word of somebody else, your spiritual leader, your pastor. You got to take what they give you and then take it back to God so that you can receive an interpretation for your personal life. Hebrews 4, 12 through 13 says, for the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, even penetrating as far as the division of the soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are open and laid bare to the eyes of him whom we must answer. You see, because when you take that word and you chew on it and you allow the Holy Spirit to interpret for you and you're getting that daily bread, not only are you receiving an understanding and a knowledge, but it's also conditioning your heart. It's also pressing on your heart. It's cutting away things. It's holding you accountable. It's convicting you so that you can remain in position to be a proper builder for what God is doing. 
But if you ain't allowing it to be living and active in your life, then you ain't doing nothing but chewing on stale bread. You see, Proverbs 16, 2 and 3 says, all the ways of a person are clean in his own sight, but the Lord examines the motives. Commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. You see, this is like God's fail safe because he and only he knows the motives of our hearts as builders, as believers, as seekers of him, as his children. And this is why he calls us to commit our works to him because he doesn't want our works to be done in vain outside of his will, outside of his glory, outside of his word, outside of his purpose. So if you commit it to him, then he can establish it, making sure that your heart and your posture in regard to why and how you're building that thing is in alignment. But see, if you don't commit it to him, then you're going to keep chewing on stale bread. Then you can be building a broken building. See, the reason that many of us keep turning in circles, repeating cycles, and wondering why God isn't moving us forward is because you stop going to him for a fresh word. You you got your VHS tape and assumed you had the full picture of what God is doing and what he wanted you to do. But here's the thing. He never gives us the full picture for that very reason, because then we'll begin to build the thing and take all the glory for ourselves. That's what got the Babylonians in trouble. No. He only gives you pieces so that you will have to continue to come to him for how to build and so that he can get the glory from your story and so that he can continue to test your heart and make sure that you are in alignment with his will for that thing. See, when you had that idea or that vision that only God could give, that could only come from God. <laughs> Don't give yourself that much credit. It was a great idea, but it was never yours. <laughs> See, we think, oh, I had this great idea. Oh, I built this. No, God placed that in you. He placed it within you because he wanted you to build it. And you took his idea and ran with it, thinking you had all the instructions. <laughs> but. You didn't know that he only gave you page one, which means you can only take it so far without him. And when you reach that point, your production or what you can gain from that thing will come to a standstill. See, too many of us receive a, a vision or an idea from God and we decide, oh, this is my thing. God gave it to me because he wanted me to have it. No, no. God gave it to you because he wanted you to be a part of what he is building for the kingdom of, but what he is executing of what he has designed. And now you took his thing, his idea, and you ran with it and tried to make it yours. That's, 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 that's 
uh, uh, copyright infringement. That's patent infringement. See, because you took somebody else's intellectual property and you tried to make it your own. Nah. See, also think about this. Think of God as an architect who creates the blueprints for a building. He draws out every little detail, makes sure it's drawn to scale, makes sure it meets safety standards so that it won't collapse under the pressure of storms. He considers every little condition that could or would happen to or in that building, every intricate detail to make sure it doesn't falter. But then someone comes along and attempts to try and build what the architect designed without considering the full blueprint. Well, eventually, what's going to happen? That building is going to come under some conditions that the builder did not account for because he did not follow the blueprint. And then what happens? The building collapses. Or let's say the builder did follow the blueprint, but did not use the quality materials that the architect told them to use. Then the building still collapses. Or finally, let's say the builder did build everything up to code according to the architect's designs. But then after years, the builder did not do regular maintenance to keep the building up to code. And again, the building collapses. You see, in every single one of these scenarios, the building collapses. See, when you shut God out of the process of building the thing that he gave you, when you stop going to him, when you stop seeking his wisdom and his knowledge and his understanding for that thing that he's given you to build, it's inevitable that the building will collapse. And it just made me think about this condo building in Miami that just collapsed and how many people lost their lives all because it had an irresponsible builder and owner who didn't maintain the building and there were warning signs that the building was about to collapse but they didn't want to take the responsibility to do what was necessary to keep the building standing and in that scenario not only does the builder suffer the consequences, but other people whose lives are attached to that building also get hurt. They don't get to benefit from what the architect designed because you, the builder, did not steward it properly. See, and just like a building, the thing, the vision that God has given you has lives and souls and purposes attached to it. And if you don't build it the way that the architect designed, not only is the building going to fall, it's going to take some people with it. And that blood is going to be on your hands. See, God wants to make you a part of his kingdom. He wants you to be on his construction team. But he needs to be able to trust you with the task. 
See, you can't build for him if you aren't willing to submit to him fully for the plans and remain in contact with him to ensure that the plans are up to date. You can't build for him if you're trying to build what he showed you with worldly materials instead of kingdom materials. If if you're trying to do like the world would do to build it, if you're you're trying to follow their blueprint. See, that's like using the cheapest materials to build a multi-million dollar house. Eventually, the true value is going to be exposed and no one will want any parts of it. It won't last. If you're trying to build something for God, but but you're involving a construction crew who hasn't been licensed by God, then that's like building a brand new house with rotten wood. It won't stand. You see, it's not just about building it in the way God is building it. It's about involving the right people that God has ordained to be a part of it. It's, it's about using the right resources. It's, it's about uh, structuring it in the right way. It's not just about building the thing. It's about how you build it. And you must build it in full obedience to God or else it won't stand because God is only establishing something that he has fully ordained, something that is fully clean. And then you decide, oh, well, it's a great idea. Let me pull this person in and that person in, but they haven't been approved by God. And guess what? That dirties up the whole project. It ruins the whole project because you haven't gone to God for the full instruction. The only way that what you are building will stand is if you build it on the rock, the solid rock. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. See, Matthew 7, 24 through 27 says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house. And yet it did not fall for it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house and it fell and its collapse was great. What are you building on? Is your building built to withstand the storms or is it built to collapse? See, because if it's not built on the rock, anything else is going to fall and lives will be lost. Dreams will be broken. Souls won't be saved all because you didn't submit to the architect. 
all because you ran with something and didn't have the full understanding of what it was designed to be. All because you kept it for yourself. When God meant for it to be a net to be cast to pull in fish because you were designed to be a fisher of men to draw souls into the kingdom. And that's what the purpose of that thing that he gave you to build is. But see, the purpose of it is lost if you don't follow the blueprints of the architect. Please don't be an irresponsible, disobedient, out-of-date builder. Reconnect with the architect so the project that he has for you to build is not snatched away and given to a more qualified, more connected builder. The choice is yours. Are you building broken buildings? Either way, the inspector is coming. Is your building prepared or is it destined to be condemned?